Hey there, you've heard me talk about the importance of lifelong learning before. I mean, you should never be too old or too busy to learn something new. Now, we all know time is our most precious commodity, and, and I know that it can be difficult to find the time to study, to learn, to improve your knowledge. That's why I'm excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in some of the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church, with Hillsdale College's online courses all available for free. Correct. I did say free. Look, sign up for the Constitution 101 course, The Meaning and History of the U.S. Constitution. In this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined and under attack, frankly, for more than a century by those who believe it can be changed on a whim or who view the Constitution as a document that can be changed whenever progressive ideas become fashionable. The course is self-paced, so that you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. Look, our country always needs more citizens who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedoms of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and sprawling government. Go now to hillsdale.edu slash pdb to enroll. Check it out. There's no cost, and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash pdb to register. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you were wondering, it's Thursday, September 7th, and this is the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. Today, our first stop is Shady Acres, otherwise known as Washington, D.C., home to some of the world's oldest politicians. We'll be looking at the rising concern from voters about the advanced ages of our elected leaders despite those same voters constantly casting ballots for the elderly. Then, a little later in the brief, some palace intrigue in China, where details of a secret meeting of Communist Party elders is shedding new light on the possible real state of affairs in the People's Republic. Plus, an incident at the Romanian-Ukraine border is highlighting the danger that the ongoing war poses to neighboring NATO countries. And finally, in the back of the brief, Get ready for what might be the biggest rebranding in world history, as India considers swapping out its current name for Borat, not to be confused with Borat. But first, today's PDB Spotlight is all about age and fitness to serve. A fresh poll from News Nation Decision Desk headquarters has been released, or, as we in the younger generation say, has dropped, revealing that a whopping 80% of participants feel edgy or uneasy about President Biden's ability to take on a second term. Here's some perspective. If Biden wins re-election, he'd be 82 at the starting line and 86 by the end of the second term. The only other president who came close? Ronald Reagan, and he wrapped up his term at 77. Now, what's really interesting about this poll is that 60% of the Democrats surveyed also share this same concern. So clearly, this isn't just a party thing. Vice President Kamala Harris attempted to sidestep the delicate issue during her overseas trip in Jakarta, Indonesia, when asked by a reporter if she was ready to assume the presidency if necessary. Initially, 
she responded with comments about Biden's accomplishments. However, when pressed, Harris answered with a simple, yes. Okay, well, honestly, what else is she going to say? Uh, no, I, I don't think I'm ready to take over from Biden. I, I just don't feel like I'm ready for the job. Maybe give somebody else a chance. So the yes answer, frankly, not a surprise. She went on to remind folks that every vice president takes the oath knowing that they might have to step in as president. Now, while that's true, some are concerned that it's never been truer than now. Harris is currently representing the United States at the annual Association of Southeast Asian Nations Summit, something U.S. presidents have frequently attended in the past. Biden's administration opted to send Harris instead, despite Biden being in the vicinity later this week for G20 meetings in New Delhi and talks in Vietnam. Some have speculated that Biden wasn't up for three major events in short order, while others suspect the administration is trying to make Harris seem more relevant and statesmanlike. Statesman, statesperson, whatever. But as noted, this isn't a partisan issue. Let's jump to the other side of the aisle for a second. Mitch McConnell, who you may know as the 81-year-old GOP minority leader of the U.S. Senate, has had a couple of well-publicized on-camera freezes over the past two months, leading to speculation, naturally, about his health. After a battery of tests, including a brain MRI, doctors are saying that there is no evidence that McConnell has any neurological issues. The Senate's top doctor chalked the temporary lapses up to uh, dehydration, but that hasn't satisfied some of his colleagues. Fellow Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, himself a physician, said that dehydration is not a valid medical diagnosis. Others have speculated that McConnell is still recovering from an earlier concussion. Now, to be fair, I should mention that the current GOP presidential frontrunner, Donald Trump, is only three years younger than Biden and would turn 83 at the end of a hypothetical second term. Look, the complexity here is that the one thing we all have in common, no matter who you are or what you believe, is that we're all aging. As a good friend of mine says, getting old is a gift. There's no guarantee that we get to a ripe old age. And there's no guarantee that we're going to age well. We all know individuals who age better or worse, some who remain sharp and spry into their 90s, and others who decidedly and unfortunately don't. We're uncomfortable talking about age because we're all in one way or another heading in that direction. But the truth is, one of the few occupations where age doesn't seem to be a real factor is politics. We have mandatory retirement ages for pilots, we retire CEOs of corporations often in their mid or late 60s. Elderly board members are routinely moved out. We rotate out senior military personnel. But politicians? Er, not so much. Let's take a look at some of the better-known political leaders. Aside from Biden, who is 80, and McConnell, who is 81, well, you've got Nancy Pelosi. She was born in 1940, before the U.S. entered World War II. She's now 83. There's Steady Hoyer, he's 84. Maxine Waters, she was born in 1938, and she's now 85. Chuck Grassley, he was born in 1933, he's 89. And let's not forget Dianne Feinstein, she's 90, with plans to serve out her term through 2025. Now, the old trope in Washington, D.C. is that older politicians have 
wisdom and experience. That's a line you're hearing a lot from White House Press Chief Corinne Jean-Pierre and others in the administration whenever recently they're asked about President Biden's age and acuity. He's got that wisdom and experience. As if merely getting to a certain age guarantees wisdom and experience. I don't know about you, but I've met some older folks who lack both. And conversely, I've met younger people with wisdom and experience to spare. Just having a pulse and breathing to a certain age doesn't make you smart and capable. Look at me. Ted Kennedy used to say that the voters needed politicians to stay in office for a long time because it takes a long time to understand how to get things done up on Capitol Hill. It's a bit of a self-serving argument. I think a better argument is that if you're not smart enough to understand how Capitol Hill works inside of, say, 12 months, people shouldn't be voting for you. But voters keep throwing their support behind aging politicians. And really, there's no sign of a serious move to enact term limits. So as the saying goes, you get what you vote for. Or maybe, in Washington, you get what you pay for. All right, when we come back, I've got two more developing stories for you to ponder. Xi Jinping is reportedly finding himself in hot water with communist elders, and a NATO nation admits that a Russian drone hit its territory. I'll be right back. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Welcome back to the President's Daily Brief. We're just a few days away from the G20 Summit in New Delhi. It starts on the 9th of September and... As we've been reporting here on the PDB, China's President Xi Jinping has decided not to take part in this year's conference. And that's a move that has many analysts scratching their heads. That's what analysts do, apparently, when they're confused. They scratch their heads. Well, today, we might be getting some of the backstory on Xi's decision. According to a new report, Xi recently faced some unexpected and rare criticism from his party's elders, during a secretive meeting at Beidai, which is a seaside resort in China's Hebei province. The Beidai meeting is a yearly thing where both current and retired leaders of China's Communist Party huddle to talk shop. It took place last month, and though it was usually secretive and rarely discussed, some insight was apparently given to the Hindustan Times from unidentified attendees. This year, apparently, the mood was different at the meeting. Xi found himself getting schooled by some of the old guard in ways that had never happened before. Even Xi expressed frustration to his inner circle about it. So, what has the party elders complaining? Well, China's dealing with its biggest economic setbacks since the late 70s. Several Chinese-owned real estate companies, including Evergrande Group, a huge development firm, and Country Gardens, 
are grappling with serious debt and financial turmoil. The real estate sector in China is something you need to keep an eye on. Meanwhile, youth unemployment is so bad that the government has stopped publishing relevant data. Also topping the elders' concerns, personnel shakeups within the senior military and political ranks. Two top generals from its rocket force have been kicked out, and its foreign minister, Jin Gang, is mysteriously out of the picture. It seems like the party's elders, the people who were in power during China's economic rise, many of whom are still to this day powerful and well-connected, are raising the alarm about the nation's apparent economic decline. Xi is reportedly unhappy with the criticism, now there's a surprise, expressing frustration to his staff and blaming his predecessors, going all the way back to Deng Xiaoping, for economic problems that he is now expected to clean up. We've said it before here on the PDB. The one thing that keeps Xi and his cadre, including the party elders, up at night is the thought of losing control of the population. The idea of an unruly population losing confidence in the party due to a worsening economy is the regime's worst nightmare. The elders are sending Xi a message. Fix things now before we risk significant instability at home. Now, switching gears. If you've been keeping an eye on the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine, here's a new twist that should grab your attention. Drone remains, believed to be from a Russian attack on a Ukrainian port, just turned up in Romania. Yeah, you heard that right. A Russian drone, at least the wreckage of the drone, on NATO turf. Now, for two days, Romanian officials have simply been denying that the incident ever happened, contradicting Ukrainian officials who were insisting otherwise. But now, well, Romanians are acknowledging that Ukraine was right, primarily because Ukraine has photographic evidence. Romania's president, Klaus Yanis, has weighed in, stressing the sheer danger of this attack. After all, an attack on Romania isn't just about Romania. If you're not familiar with the North Atlantic Treaty, Article 5 states that an attack on one member nation is an attack on all. But before we jump the gun, it doesn't look like this incident is enough for Romanian officials to push that big red NATO button. Uh, at least I think it's red. It should be if it's not. While admitting after a couple of days that Russian bits and pieces did land on Romanian territory, the government has been keen to play it down. Still, it's a jarring reminder of how quickly things can escalate. While NATO has been providing massive amounts of military hardware, munitions, and resources to Ukraine, the organization has no desire to become directly involved in the war with Russia. Putin, for his part, has completely misplayed the NATO angle, believing at the outset of his invasion that NATO resolve would just crack and splinter. One of his key objectives, frankly, was to demonstrate the weakness of NATO and fracture the organization. Putin's strategy has obviously backfired, as NATO is now more unified than ever and has recently added to its membership. Ukraine, for their part, has demonstrated a willingness in the past and also with this current Romanian incident to try and highlight or amplify Russian threats and antagonism against NATO. An underlying concern since the war began is the potential for NATO border countries in particular to be inadvertently dragged into the conflict. That, of course, is how world wars touch off. Separately, keep an eye on the Russian military's attempts to attack Ukraine's agriculture sector, particularly their attempt to damage Ukraine's ability to export grain. 
Russia has effectively now blockaded Ukraine's Black Sea ports, shutting off their primary means of transporting grain to the world. They now are attacking Ukraine's ports on the Danube River, an alternate transportation route. These attacks obviously have an impact on global food supplies, another example of just how interconnected the world is today. All right, could the world map be on the brink of a monumental change? Well, buzz intensifies as India hints at shedding its English name. I'll have more on that in the back of the brief. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. In today's market, you may just decide to make your current house home sweet home for just a bit longer. I mean, with interest rates higher, staying in your current home, well, it looks a lot more attractive. But are your aging appliances in it for the long haul as well? It's an important question to consider and to be prepared for unexpected expense when that refrigerator, the dishwasher, your water heater, or some other system in the house decides to tag out early. That's where American Home Shield comes in. With AHS, you can protect what you don't expect, like a leaky faucet or a faulty water heater. This gives you more control when parts of covered appliances or home systems break, so an unexpected bill doesn't break the bank. Choose a plan that works for you and your budget, and then it's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, just contact American Home Shield, and their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. Right now, you can take $50 off. Go to ahs.com mike now to save $50. That's A-A-H dot com slash mike for fifty dollars off any plan american home shield protect what you don't expect see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details including limit amounts fees limitations and exclusions welcome back to the pdb in today's back of the brief i want to talk about what could be the biggest rebranding in world history and i don't think i'm exaggerating here you might not know this But the nation of India officially has two names. In addition to the one we commonly use here in the West, it's also known as Bharat, which is an older Sanskrit name. In fact, India's constitution starts with the quote, India, that is Bharat, shall be a union of states. So it's not a new name, but it's been catching more spotlight lately. Recent official media from the Indian government use the name Bharat instead of the familiar India. And here's where it gets intriguing. In the official G20 summit invite, they referred to Prime Minister Narendra Modi as the Prime Minister of Bharat. Now, why the change? Some believe it's Modi's way of embracing decolonization, pushing away the last remnants of British rule. After all, the name India is an English invention. 
One regional official even called it a proud moment for every countryman on social media. But the move isn't without controversy, and not everybody is on board. One member of India's parliament noted that it would, quote, be foolish to completely dispense with India, which has immense brand value built up over centuries. Look, honestly, not being from India, I feel pretty confident that my opinion doesn't matter here. Look, it's the most populous nation in the world, a significant player on the global stage. That won't change with a possible renaming. I actually witnessed this type of event firsthand years ago. I spent a few years in Myanmar, back when it was known commonly as Burma, also a name that was a remnant of British colonial times. The military junta decided to kick the name Burma to the curb and announced that, henceforth, the country would be known as Myanmar. Unfortunately, that particular name change didn't do much for the population, which continued to live under the yoke of an undemocratic and corrupt regime. And so it goes. That, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Thursday, 7 September. If you have any questions or comments, and hopefully you do, reach out, and hopefully they're positive, by the way. If you have any questions or comments, reach out to us at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. Until tomorrow, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. Attention. If you owe the IRS, this is an important announcement. COVID relief is over and the IRS is ramping up like never before, sending out millions of collection letters to start 2024. Do you owe $10,000 or more or have unfiled returns? Now is the time to act. The IRS can garnish your wages, seize your property, and they can even take your home or your business. Don't let the IRS take advantage of you. It's time to call Tax Network USA. Their team of experienced tax lawyers has already saved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. They know how to negotiate with the IRS and can help you, too. Visit TNUSA.com or call 1-800-245-6000. Again, that's 1-800-245-6000. Don't wait until it's too late. Take control of your tax situation today with Tax Network USA. 1-800-245-6000. Call now.